Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be back with you on the day we get to take our masks off. How about that? How about that? Well, greetings from me. Um, I go to Christ Second Baptist Church in Long Beach, California. And so um, you have a Baptist preacher here that Crosswinds told me I have 30 minutes. <laughs> so we're just going to let the Spirit of God move, so settle in. I also bring you greetings from my grandchildren, the most beautiful grandchildren in the world. This, friends, is black history in the making. This is Dallas in the middle. He will be in second grade soon. Miss Jordan on the left is four, and little Taj is two. Um, they live in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, far from me. All right. So you probably have noticed that I'm black. I just want to bring that up. Um, but. That's what, not why Crosswinds invited me uh, today. Uh, Crosswinds invited me because they're woke. <laughs> okay. And they realized that connect, our connection in Christ is the most important thing. However, I am quite proud of my culture as well. And we can do that. We could be proud of our culture without hating everybody else's culture. So in honor of Black History Month, I want you to sing with me just a couple of choruses. Somebody laughed. <laughs> we don't know how to do that. No. I want you to sing with me just a couple of choruses of the song that resonates about us all coming together, right? And you'll, you'll know it, I promise. You know it, and you can join in as together we realize that we shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Won't that be a good day? Won't that be a good day? So, we're going to talk about something that has overcome all of the divisions that we could possibly have, and that is the voice of God. Let's talk a little bit this morning about the voice of God. I am going to set my ideas here on Psalm 29. So in your quiet time, I would like for you to go ahead and read Psalm 29, especially verses 3 through 9. 
but I'm going to refer to them as we move through the lesson. So three things we want to talk about. The first is that God has a voice. Psalm 29.3 says the voice of the Lord is. And then it starts telling us what it is. God's voice is over the waters. God's voice is over many waters. God's voice is full of majesty. In the natural world, voices identify us. It establishes identi identity. You know, mothers, that if your kid is crying over there in the playground and there's a whole bunch of other kids, you can notice your kid's voice. By the same token, your kid can notice your voice. I remember a time I have two boys. Mark is the youngest. He's the father of the grandkids, so he's my favorite son right now. But anyway. <laughs> but anyhow, we were in the supermarket, and I was a counter. Any mothers counting, you know, to get moms and dads right? Okay, now, one. Remember? Okay, so Mark had gone out while the checker, you know, was doing all the prices, right? And he had walked out to go to the bubblegum machine. Well, I left something out. As we were going through the store that day, there was a little girl in the basket, and her dad was having a horrible time with her. I mean, she was crying, and she was screaming, and she was making all these. And my kids kept looking at me like I should do something. I, I'm not her mama. <laughs> so here she was, and, and they ended up behind us in the checkout. So as, as my things were being run across, Mark had gotten out of my eyesight. And so I said, Mark, like over my shoulder, like no action. And so I'm, you know, watching the prices. <laughs> and so I, then I said, one, and Mark went <laughs> You know, because he knew. I was, I was one of those mamas, right? You, I got to three, and you are asking me for a little spanking. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you're just putting it there. So they had known they wouldn't want me to get to three. So one, and when he showed up like that, the man behind me reached over his basket and tapped me on the shoulder. He said, how did you do that? <laughs> it was too long a time to explain. But the point was, my kid knew my voice, and he responded to my voice. Guess what we are supposed to do with God's voice? First of all, do you know God's voice when you hear it? If you don't, it just could be. Now, I'm not, no judgment, but it just could be that you're not spending enough time with him. Because see, Matthew and Mark knew my voice because they heard it every day, all day. They knew they could trust it. They knew how I, they knew if I was happy or sad, right? You know how little kids are so wonderful when you're not feeling so good? They know, right? And they come over, mommy, are you okay? I was so sad when they stopped saying mommy. Now I get Nana, so that's good, right? Mommy, Daddy, Abba Father, I hear you. He has 
a voice. Become familiar with it. Did you talk to him this morning? It's a familiar voice. Secondly, God uses his voice. God has the capacity to communicate with his creation. Genesis 1 and 2. In Genesis 1 and 2, I love the beginning of the Bible. I love reading that story. God didn't use his hands. He used his voice. And God said, let there be light. <laughs> right? That's the big bang, y'all. God talked and bang. There it was. And everything in that story, the first thing was necessary for the second thing. And the second thing was necessary for the third day. And the third day was necessary for the fourth day. It was so organized. It was just wonderful for me. Organization, right? God has a voice. And when God uses his voice, we are equipped. So I'm going to use that acronym to help you realize how God equips us <laughs> by using his voice. We are equipped. So the E stands for erect. God builds things. He erects things with his voice. Creation is a good example, right? He told Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I'm going to build you. God is interested in building you. Matthew 7, 24 says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who did what? Built his house, right, on a rock. God erects with his voice. He builds us. The Q, I had to use the Q-U's. Okay, I didn't use the Q and then the U. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> this is my acronym. <laughs> God uses his voice to question us. This is another way he equips us. He questions us. Remember in Genesis? <laughs> After Adam and Eve had eaten from the tree they weren't supposed to eat from. Guys, they, they could have had a million trees in that garden. <laughs> just need to leave one alone. But no. She ate and then gave to her husband with her. So will you please stop blaming Eve? <laughs> because all Adam had to say was, baby, <laughs> we don't listen to snakes around here. <laughs> Right? You talk to me instead if you need to talk to somebody. Right? But he didn't say it. You know? One of my students, when I was teaching high school, one of my students said, I know for a fact that it was Eve's fault. And I go, do tell. And he said, Adam didn't have a choice. She was naked and he was hungry. <laughs> but God asked them, where are you? 
What have you done? Who told you you were naked? God knew the answers to all these questions, yet he asked. Do you find God asking you some questions that he wants you to key in on? If so, he's he's equipping you. His voice is equipping you. The T, I'm sorry, the I, need to learn how to spell, stands for identifying himself. God uses his voice to identify himself. Hebrews 1-2 says, in these last days he has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. In Malachi 3-6, God says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. God uses his voice to identify to us who he is. And then when he tells us <laughs> who he is, we can go to Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> For I know, God says, this is God's voice. This is God talking. I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. God speaks to us. He identifies himself. The P stands for praise. What? Yeah. God praises us. (laughs) The scripture says he sings over you with joy. If God had a refrigerator, he would have your picture on it. (laughs) God loves you. And he identifies himself by equipping us with his voice that actually praises us. God is looking for opportunities to favor you. Are you giving God a good reason to continue to bless you? He's looking for that. He loves us. The P in equip, the first P that is, or the second P, stands for prolonging and shortening life. God is still able to prolong life, but don't get it twisted. God can shorten life, too. See, I think we've gotten into a thing in our society where we only want to look at God being a nice person who is our friend, and we just are good with God being good with us. God hates your sin. Simple as that. I cannot take that out of the word of God. And so God is is like, "Mm." (laughs) you know, he's going to speak to us. And he will speak to you. If you are listening, he will speak to you about your sin, about the stuff that he doesn't like, parents. Don't you speak to your kids about the stuff you you don't like? Or are you afraid of them? See, there's people who I'm not afraid of. And the people who I'm not afraid of are the people who I have to feed. (laughs) I'm running this. Okay, let me give you another piece of 
practical application about your kids who you're afraid of. Okay, your children are squatters at your house. <laughs> they don't pay for nothing. You gotta ask them to clean it up, right? I hope they don't have a lock on their bedroom door. What? That's your house. <laughs> That's why kids end up having stuff in their room that you don't know nothing about. You're in charge of that. <laughs> and a child who slams a door has just proven one thing to you. They don't know how to operate a door. Take it off. It's really, really simple. It really, really is, right? There's nothing in the law that says you have to feed children steak. <laughs> that was free. That wasn't on the outline. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. When my boys moved out of my house, they could do whatever they want to do. And I'm still going to tell them what I don't like. Okay, <laughs> that was free too. Uh, the E in equipped, God educates us with his voice. He educates us. Uh, Jeremiah 33.3 is God's phone number. Call unto me, <laughs> and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. Don't you want to know the great things that God knows and God wants to tell you? Call him up. Right? We, sing, we sing a song at our church. Call him up and tell him what you want. Don't be afraid. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Now I'm going to use the second half for my next point. But for this point, it's profitable for training and teaching. In righteousness, you want to know how God wants you to live? Read the word. He will educate you. I am, my next book is my next parenting book, y'all. <laughs> Coming out in June. Get your wallets ready. <laughs> I, look, I didn't write the book for myself. <laughs> It's called, Didn't See That Coming, When How They're Living is Not How You Raise Them. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I get every single time, <laughs> right? Because as wonderful as Matthew and Mark, my sons are, they've done some stuff that I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, you, what, you were raised in Sunday school. I saw you get baptized. I saw you. You know, Matthew came out of the water like, oh. He, you know, he was my real serious. He was like, oh, thank you, God. Mark came out of the water like, yes! Right? I saw you, and now I'm looking at you in your 30s telling me, what? Right? What, what am I supposed to say, right? The book will tell you what to say and what to do. Got all together. We're going to have all our kids together. Um, but if we are to become like Christ, that means that God has to educate us on how to think. We're supposed to be like Christ, right? We, we, 
We say it all the time, right? I surrender all, right? Take my life and let it be. Okay, so you say you want to be like Christ. God believed you when you sang those songs. <laughs> so now, here's what I think God says. So then what you need to say is, okay, I'm going to think like you think. I'm going to form my opinions on your word. I don't get to think like the world thinks on every issue. I have to think like God thinks. That's being educated by God's voice. Oh, but I wasn't raised to think that way. So? You're a Christian now. You get to think like God thinks. That's being educated by God's voice. Line your opinion up with his word. Then the D in being equipped is discipline. Now that you know the opinion, now hang your body on it. If God doesn't want us to be racist, then I hang my body on it. I don't have an issue when a Hispanic family moves in next door, when a black family moves in next door. I don't have an issue when my kids have friends of other nationalities. If God has educated us, then the discipline is to hang my life on that. I was just with uh, some friends at the writer's conference, and one lady, she's a white lady, and she said, I was in the, like, butcher shop, right, and needing to stand there and get some meat cut, you know, or whatever, and there was a black lady standing next to me, and the butcher, uh, the black lady had been there before the white lady walked up. And the butcher came to the white lady and said, may I help you? And the white lady said, she was here before me. And the butcher continued to look at her and said, may I help you? <laughs> and she said she stood there and thought, is what's happening actually what's happening? <laughs> you know, it took a second, thankfully, right? It took a second to even kind of click. And the man refused to wait on the black lady who was there first. What was she going to do, right? That, now it's time to hang my life on what I believe to be right. It's time to hang my life. It's time for her, right, to say, you will not help me before you help her. When do we hang our body on the things we say we believe? God's voice disciplines us. We're educated. Now we're disciplined to make those moves to make it real. It's academic if we just say we believe it. 
and we'll not hang our body on it. Jesus hung his body for us to do what God wanted us to do. Not only does God have a voice, not only does God use his voice, but finally God's voice makes a difference. When God speaks, things happen. I don't know how many of you remember the E.F. Hutton commercial. For you youngins, E.F. Hutton is a financial institution, and of course they give advice. And the commercials just had a lot of people milling around and what have you, and then someone in the crowd just mentioned in their conversation to their friend what E.F. Hutton said, and as soon as they said what E.F. Hutton said, everybody in the whole area went, and then the announcer said, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Okay? That's how God uses his voice. When God talks, people listen. You're going, the Elevation Worship's uh, song, Rattle, has two of the best lines in it that I've heard. They say, um, since when has impossible ever stopped you? <laughs> and another line in that song says, you're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. When God's voice speaks and we listen, miracles are going to take place. Okay, see, you guys don't remember the lesson I taught you last week, last time I was here. And amen goes there. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, when God speaks, things are going to happen. Miracles are going to take place. They learn really fast. Now, I'm in Bible territory when I tell you that God's voice makes a difference. Okay. Right. Are you waiting for a husband or a wife? Okay. Come here, Adam. Tell us about how you were lonely and God performed an operation, the very first operation, to take your rib and fashion. Doesn't say he made, it fashioned. A woman for him. Do you need a way of escape from an abusive situation? Come here, Joshua. Tell us about the battle of Jericho <laughs> and how you were maybe going to get uh, caught up. <laughs> but God was there for you to get around this obstacle. You can't get around an obstacle. Joshua's story is there for you. Maybe you've been caught in the middle of sin and everybody knows your shame. Come here, woman caught in, the, uh, in adultery. Tell us about how Jesus did not even condemn you. But told everybody, you know what? If you're without sin, cast the first stone. Where are your accusers? They're gone, Lord. We'll go. And sin no more. Whatever you're caught up in. Are you scared of COVID? 
Come here, everybody in the Bible who had leprosy. <laughs> and even some, are you afraid of death? Come here, Lazarus, not the one God raised from the dead, but the other one in Luke who died and opened up his eyes in heaven. You talk about healing. That right there is complete and total healing. Now, I'm not trying to die today. I'm saying, God, you know, I'd like some more time. However, I also know that if he so chose to let this be the last time I get to preach, that I'm going to open my eyes and not want to come back. And God's voice will be not only in my ears, but I'll be seeing him face to face. God's voice is real. And it makes a difference in our lives. I ask you, I beg of you today to make sure that you realize that every time you open your Bible, God opens his mouth. And you are going to hear what is real. You are going to hear from a God who loves you. You're going to hear from a God who loves you too much to leave you like you are. You're going to hear from a God who is concerned about the issues of your life and can do something about them. God's voice is real and he loves you. Sharon, thank you again for coming and, and sharing that, and uh, I've learned a lot. One, I know I can take the doors off my kids' bedrooms, and no more steak. We're just soup and peanut butter and jelly at our house. Uh, no, for real, uh, to, to know how to listen for God's voice and how to respond, so significant and powerful. So can, can we thank Sharon again for coming? Uh, if you would like to connect with her at all, she's going to stick around down front over here by, by me, and uh, we, she'd love to talk to you. Uh, we'll be out in the courtyard as well. Uh, you can go to her website, lifethatmatters.net, where you'll be able to see all the books that she's written. You can connect with her on the website as well uh, and buy those books if you're interested in any of those. All right? Uh, will you stand with me? Let's pray together before we go. And God, we come before you, we know that you are speaking. God, you are speaking loudly, you're speaking quietly to some of us, but you are speaking. And we ask this morning, God, that you would give us the courage to listen and to respond as you would talk, speak into our lives. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Thanks for coming today. We'll see you next week.